welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Take two. Welcome. My name is Richard, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. And my co-leader here is Brian. The topic we're sharing on is a program of action. Please turn off any electronics, and please do not record any of this session. In the spirit of the fifth tradition, to carry the message, this session is recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during this session. If you do not want to be recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. If you want to share, come up to the front and sit next to us and uh, to use the microphone. Please leave the microphone on the table and do not touch it because it makes noise on the recording. Thank you. Let's begin with a moment of silence for all those still suffering uh, or unable to attend a meeting, followed by the serenity prayer. Serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Okay, again, our topic is a program of action. We will share, uh, Brian and I will share for five or six minutes each about how this topic applies to our lives. Then we'll open up the meeting for all of you to share. Uh, we have um, probably about 40, 45 minutes to share um, before we call the time. Okay. Okay. So I'm Brian. I'm a sexaholic. <laughs> Sobriety date is uh, May 31st, 2007. Um, and I'm from Toronto. Canada, and uh, a little plug, we're doing the convention in two years in July, so you'll hear more from us, get your passports in order, and be prepared. Um, Yeah, the full title that we have here is Working the Steps, a Program of Action, and, um, you know, this is a great book, Step into Action. Uh, it was in three different editions or sections, as you know. Um, excellent, excellent book. And I noticed that it's being worked through completely um, in the Gateway Ballroom through tomorrow, through the weekend, in writing sessions. When I first, I've been in the program 26 years, and... Um, 
the first two years, three years I was in the program, there was a guy, a member in our program, <clears throat> who had also been in another 12-step program and had achieved some sobriety there and had some sobriety in our program. I think he got up to a year, year and a half, maybe two. So I thought he knew what he was doing. And I heard him saying to people, new people sometimes in the program, oh, don't worry too much about the steps. You know, get a bit of sobriety. Get three or four months of sobriety and then start working the steps. You know, in my inexperienced life in the program, I thought, yeah, maybe that makes some kind of sense. But I learned later that he was dead wrong about that. Um from a couple of points of view, or a couple of things taught that to me, uh, hearing others talk about how the steps worked in their lives. Um, I used to go to a lot of AA meetings in Toronto because we didn't have many SA meetings. I did the 90 and 90 and then 90 and 90 and then 90 and 90, and then I just stopped counting. I just kept going to meetings every day for a long time, but, you know, it was, um, you, you have to do the steps. The, the steps are the tools. It's, they're, they're the toolkit. And um, that's how we get sober and stay sober. It says early in the white book, you know, it, the, the, this uh, program is about how to get sober and stay that way. You know, we... It doesn't use the term relapse prevention, but that's another way of putting it, maybe. And then I learned in my own life, just from personal experience, because I I got stretches of sobriety. I had four years and relapsed. And then I had a year or two, and I relapsed. And then three years, and I relapsed. And this went on. Over the past 26 years, <clears throat> When you add the time up, I've probably been sober most of that time. But um, those in-between times were pretty dark. Um, I'm sober just over 11 years now, 31st of May, 2007. I can tell you that on the 30th of May or the 29th of May, I was thinking about suicide. I mean, that's where it was taking me all the time. And what made the difference was working the steps. And I was saying to Richard before we started, uh, I learned, I had to accept that I'm a slow learner. I mean, I'm college educated and the whole thing. I thought I was pretty smart, you know, smartest guy in the room, all that stuff. No, I... Uh, I just didn't learn very quickly. I had to I had to soak all this in. So I did the steps all the way through with a sponsor and then later on I did them all again and then I did them all again and and then I did them all again and uh I've also done them in a little bit shorter form. We used to have these step workshops that we ran over a period of 15 weeks or so. And I went through those three times. So it was a little quicker, a little, little less intensive in a certain way. But, but I needed to do that. 
And what I find is that at this stage in my life now, the steps are a way of life. Um, It's the way I live. Uh, Probably what I tell people is that the most important step to me now, they're all important, but the one that comes to my mind as being very important is step 10, because I live step 10 every day. Step 10 allows me to do all of the other steps up to step 10, a quick inventory when things are, when I'm feeling angry, when things are wrong, make an amends where I need to, you know, pray for the help to get rid of whatever that character defect is, or at least not give into it. Um, you know, and, and keep myself from letting things pile up. That's what used to happen all the time. They piled up until I was overcome. So <clears throat> I love the steps. I, uh, I just, I can't recommend them highly enough. I've heard, I've heard some people in, uh, I've heard essay speakers, uh, say, uh, there were a couple of guys I heard on a CD, you know, who do this like, 24-hour run through the steps or a weekend, you know, where you run quickly through the steps. Yeah, maybe, you know, that's, that's, maybe that's good too. I didn't do it that way. Um, I've heard Jess L., if you've heard any of Jesse's stuff, um, on tape, um, he's got, he's got a very good one that we have used with newcomers. It's to the newcomer, a talk to the newcomer. And he says, you know, work yourself through with your sponsor, work through the first 10 steps and then spend the rest of your life doing steps 11, 12, and 13. Sorry, I've got it all wrong. 10, 11, and 12, you want to go up to 9 and then 10, 11, and 12 constantly. 11 is, I'm, you know, I'm always wanting to turn my will, you know, just to do, be in conscious contact with my higher power and then to serve others, the things that take me out of myself. And um, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of, uh, that's, I don't know how profound that all is, but I uh, uh, I recommend that you work hard on the steps. Thanks, Brian. All right. Um, I'm uh, Richard H., and I'm addicted to lust. Appreciate all y'all being here today. Um, as I was thinking about uh, essay and the program of action, um, I think about I think about it in like four different um, cat- three different categories of action. Um, they all relate to the twelve steps in some way. Um, so I just thought I would kind of run through what it means for me when I think about this being a program of action. Um, thank you. Uh, the first is just going along with what Brian was saying was that it is a 12-step program. So uh, for me that meant uh, working through the 12 steps, um, not working through uh, the you know the first three steps and being content with that, not working through the first three and getting into the fourth, 
and thinking about the fourth for quite a while and never getting past the fourth, uh, it didn't mean that uh, this was a accountability program for me. Um, I had been in a number of uh, accountability groups over the you know three or four decades of my uh, addiction, and those were there were some good things about that, but it was not a program of action. It was a program of you know, here's where I come to confess my, my failures. So um, that was one of the important things, I think, in my recovery was to be encouraged by those around me to work the steps. This wasn't just a place for me to come and, you know, get recovery through uh, osmosis. Um, and, then, and also uh, working the steps at a good momentum. I think I probably could have worked them faster than I did, but... Uh, just, you know, letting it, I don't think it would have, I would have had the sobriety, the experience of sobriety that I've had if I was just kind of, uh, you know, white knuckling it the, the entire time and not actually uh, working the program. Uh, so the second, when I think about action, the second thing I think about is uh, around the topic of lust. Uh, and this for me is a, uh, it's really a first step that I, uh, go back to on a daily, weekly basis. Um, every time I refuse a lust hit, um, I think that is an affirmation for me of the first step. Um, I'm powerless over this, and my life, this has made my life unmanageable. Um, it was a revelation to me that uh, lust was my problem and not uh, pornography and masturbation. I came into the program because that was what needed to be solved. And one of the major revelations was <clears throat> that as bad as that was, uh, lust was was just as bad. And I tended, before the program, I tended to think of, you know, the, the action was the thing I wanted to avoid. That was what was going to get me in trouble, get me fired, get me uh, divorced, whatever. I really wanted to avoid that. This, you know, the lust part, uh, you know, it's not desirable, but it's not bad. And so I found myself over and over in the years before I got into the program swearing off this, sort of swearing off the lust, and eventually, you know, starting to take lust hits again. And the program revealed to me that, uh, that's the same thing. You know, it's the same substance. Uh, I, I look at it as the, in the big book, the, uh, the guy who decides he can mix a little, uh, whiskey with his milk, uh, and on a full stomach, he'll be okay. Um, so I did that over and over before recovery. And I think part of the reason I've had the sobriety I've, I have is because I have an absolute, a, uh, zero tolerance policy on lust. No first looks that I can help. No second looks. No spinning up fantasies in my head. That sort of thing. And I think because that's an action item for me, every single time it presents itself, uh, I'm not getting that substance in my system. You know, which gets me then uh, to want the you know, the, the action, uh, that, that follows it. Um, so that's, that's been, uh, that's been huge for me. And then, uh, taking action on my character defects. It goes back to the fourth step, uh, but then the, uh, sixth and seventh step where I'm asking God to, uh, remove, uh, these def- defects from, uh, my life. And that's something that, again, just like 
refusing lust hits on a regular basis, uh, taking action against those uh, character defects on a regular basis, I think, has been important for me. Uh, fear has been a huge thing for me. Uh, fear primarily uh, at work around, you know, consummate professionals. You know, I have a fear of, you know, being found out as being a fraud um, in my work. And so part of recovery for me, part of um, the program of action has been uh, whenever I can, taking actions to, uh, I like to say, flip the bird uh, at my fear or give the raspberry to my fear. Uh, I really don't want to do this. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I'm afraid you're going to, you know, think I, uh, I'm incompetent. Uh, but to hell with it, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and I don't think I can't think of too many times where I've regretted that, uh, even though that's been hard. So I I see that as um, a very important piece of action that I uh, I've needed to take uh, in this program of action. Um, and then the, just the final thing I'll say is that uh, a lot of things, a lot of the changes that I've seen in my life are not things that I set out to change. You know, like professionally, I think I'm in a much better place than I've ever been. But I didn't set out with a program of I'm going to prove myself professionally and here are the steps I'm going to take. So much as as I got healthier, I was able to perform better, you know, like at work or relationally, you know, with my family. Um, so the the final thing I would say was is just take it easy one step at a time. Um, I don't have to become perfect you know, right when I start the program, or I don't have to be, you know, I can take it uh, in a progressive way as far as getting better and better. The lust hits, I have no tolerance policy, but, you know, the other progressing as a, as a person, um, you know, just take it easy. That, that's been important for me. All right. Thanks for letting me share. Uh, you now have the opportunity to share with the group. Please focus on the topic of the meeting, uh, the program of action. Uh, like sharing at any essay meeting, please limit your sharing to the topic. Avoid explicit uh, descriptions or distracting comments and focusing on the solution rather than the problem. Please do not share anything that legally would have to be reported to the authorities. And then please line up... Um, well, just find a seat up at the front uh, so that we can save some time uh, as we switch. And you'll want to speak into the microphone. So we'll pull up a chair up here so you can speak. And you will each have uh, probably a couple minutes to share. I appreciate y'all's share very much. Um, I'm Tracy, and I'm a sexaholic. And working the steps has been critical to my recovery. Um, Probably the most important step was step one. And there's a portion of the white book that um, talks about giving away step one. Well, it wasn't a practice in my in my group to give away step one, but I didn't know it wasn't a practice to give not to give away step one. <laughs> so I got my step one prepared, and I presented it to my sponsor, and I said, 
okay, we're ready to edit it so I can give it away to the group. And he said, what are you talking about? And I just showed him the paragraph in the white book that talked about giving away step one. And he said, well, we don't do that. And I said, well, the, the white book says you're supposed to do that. What, what, you know, what does that mean? And so he allowed me to give away my step one to the group after editing the content. It was the most cathartic thing I've ever done since I've been in recovery. The reason was I had been running and hiding. I had been leading a double life for over 40 years, and I didn't want people to know about what I was doing and who I was, and I didn't want to face it myself. But by putting it on paper and then sharing with others, and in our group we have a a relaxed crosstalk rule after the giving away of step one because one of the members remembered doing it years ago, and... Everybody can comment and talk about how they identify with what your step one, what it reminded them of and how it made them feel and things that um, they could take away from it. And the encouragement and the love and the hugs that I got from the group after after giving away step one, if, if I had had any reservations about whether or not SA was for me, that that sealed the deal. It, it let me know you're where you belong. Thanks. I'm John. I'm a sexaholic. Grateful to be here. Grateful for the leads. Thank you very much. Grateful for the topic. Um, Definitely step work has been huge in my recovery and in the recovery of my sponsees. Um, one of the other aspects of action uh, that, that I've found important is um, if, if I'm going off track, if I'm beginning to look around, if I'm beginning to have thoughts, if I'm thinking about turning on the TV and looking at something or getting a movie or whatever it is that's going to lead me down that path of self-destruction and lust, taking any action whatsoever is vitally important. And I, I go through this with my sponsees because I'll get a call and, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, I'm thinking about doing that. Okay, you got some choices. You can pray. You can make a phone call. You can go to a meeting. Uh, you can do some writing about what you're thinking about. You can All these things kind of in the moment have helped to break that train track I seem to get myself on, and others seem to do the same thing, heading towards destruction. I can just, you know, the the, the big book uh, section is called Into Action. It's not called Into Thinking About It. It's called Into Action, and it's, it's not step into thinking about it. It's step into action. Action breaks the disastrous self-thoughts that I have that have been so destructive to me. Uh, gets me out of myself, gets me moving in the right direction. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything big. Um, I, I can tell you in my early days, for me it was phone calls. Another friend and I had had an agreement we could call each other anytime at all. We didn't always pick up, but I could leave that message. And I, I would call him eight, nine, ten times a day uh, because I had a thought, and, and that thought was going to eat me alive. And I, I wasn't so sure about it, but I had been drilled into me to make that call. And that making that call, uh, I never got to talk to him most of the time, but I got to get rid of that thought, and it, it broke the uh, 
the direction I was going in, which was self-destructive. So um, I'm a big fan of action as well. Thank you. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm a sexolic. Uh, appreciate the topic. Appreciate the share so far. Uh, this is this has really become an important part of my program, um, and even so, more recently too. It's one that I've had to come back to this notion of action. Um, I was actually listening to a tape from the San Antonio convention about. Um, step two and four, and he was talking about step three also in that component of, you know, step three is really making a decision. It's not necessarily an action step in and of itself. It's, you know, the analogy he made was the story of there are three frogs sitting on a log to make a decision to jump off how many are left. The answer is three. They only made the decision. They didn't take out the take the action necessary. Um, so for me, I make the decision to turn my will and my life over. Step four through 12 is how I go about doing that and taking the actions. The big book provides clear-cut and precise instructions, quote-unquote suggestions. I view them as instructions, directions of how to do the steps. Um, I've incorporated that into my morning prayers. My sponsor gave me suggestions of reading 62, 63, 86, 87, and 417 daily. Um, and what I have realized is specifically in 86 and 87, it gives me action of how I can pray because I have problems connecting to a higher power. Um, so there are prayers in there exactly how to pray. Um, and it has helped tremendously to build that connection. But it's about following through with those actions. I had built up a wall to my spirituality, to spiritual contact. And in order to remove that, I had to go through the steps four through 12. I, that is how I tear down that wall. Um, so it is about taking the actions. It's about, you know, surrender. Well, okay. How do I take an action to surrender? Well, I have to actually make a phone call. I have to reach out to somebody and share what's really going on. Cause I, if I sit there by myself and stew on it, I'm living in the problem. The solution is contact. Um, so thanks. My name is Eric, and I'm a sexaholic. And I'm pretty new, so I'm just very grateful to be here. Um, I went to meetings for the first few months, and I was there, I was sharing, but that was about about all I was doing. I didn't really do a lot of step work. 
and I just wasn't having very much success. And um, I talked to somebody in my room and just said, I'm feeling discouraged. It was just before a meeting, and I was saying, I'm feeling discouraged, like I'm coming up on a year of being here and feel like nothing's really changed. And he just said, what step are you on? And I said, one. And he just kind of looked at me like, well, you're not, you know, you're not doing the work. So that was a powerful thing for me to think about. It just reminded me that's where the work is. Um, and then I, I was able to get through some of the steps. I'm not still, I'm still not through all the steps, but I went through a few of the steps and kind of got stuck again and went back out there for about two or three weeks and really wasn't, it was, it was not a good thing. And, um, during that time, I got a voicemail from another member in the, my, my home group. And the way he described it to me was just that the inventories, the, the later steps, as an addict, I have an inner environment, an inner world that is just completely impossible to, to bear, to manage. Um, it's unmanageable to live with myself and my own mind of the way that I see things, with all the fears and the resentment and the anger toward this world and toward every, everyone around me. Um, and so it, I'm in this state where like, there's no other recourse. Like I have to do something. I have to act out in some way. And so hitting on those later steps, getting to step four and then going forward from there is where you start to change that inner environment where you don't, you're not just completely at the mercy of why well, I just can't take it. I have to act out in some way. Um, and as I'm slowly working through those inventories, I feel like it's it's getting easier and easier to to stay on a path of sobriety because my life doesn't feel so unmanageable because I'm I'm able to start to learn in a healthy way to process the bad things that happen to me or have happened to me in the world around me and the stresses of just everyday life. And so I don't have that need to run and to escape, but that's only because of the steps. So I'm still trying to learn how to do that, but it's been... As I've so far, it's been really rewarding for me to try to work through the steps. Thank you. Hi, my name is Yaakov. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, Yaakov. Uh, grateful to be here. Grateful for your uh, leads. Um, I've been in the program for a couple of years. Uh, I worked the steps a couple of years ago. Um, but a big problem for me was that I like to understand things. Um, I like to have knowledge of things and they have to make sense to me. Um, so a big part of my program was getting to know what the steps are and the best way to work it. Um, but then one of my big problems is, is, is the fears that drive me. And I, I procrastinate a lot because I don't, I, I don't I have this fear of outcomes. Um, and the thing about the steps is, is it's it about being, you know, actions is it's not about knowing it the best and knowing it perfectly. Um, it's about just doing it, just doing things. And for me, a big part of actions that I take now is when I say, say the third step prayer, when I turn my will and my life over to God, as I understand him. So, um, the idea of the will in life as the will is my thought process and my life is my actions. 
Um, every, every action I do, every time I'm, I have to make a decision, um, it could be a, a little action, but w- what's, what's driving that? You know, is it a selfish thing that's driving that? Um, and, and it, 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 it's not that it has to make sense to me. I just, I just need to, need to actually do actions. Um, so I've been working on doing step one and four now again with my sponsored both inventories. I've been deciding which one to work more on. Um, I know they should go in order. It's one, two, three, four other steps. <laughs> so, um, I never gave over my first step share. So I appreciate, you know, other people sharing about, you know, giving it over. Um, a couple of people in our, our, in our fellowship have done it recently. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's stuck in my head, all these things of that double life of not willing to share with others. Um, so, you know, the opposite of accumulating all this info about further steps on the first step to just take an action and, and, and put it, at least put it on paper, um, as an action. Um, so glad to, uh, have the opportunity to share. My name is Don. I'm a sexaholic. I'm from San Antonio. Uh, God gave me sobriety on uh, Thursday, July 24th of 03. And uh, as long as you quote the rule you're about to break, I've always been told that that's all right to cross-talk then on what Steve said. Uh, so I cross-talk with Steve. That uh, I believe that this is... Uh, 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 the name of the program, you know, if I was to uh, rewrite the big book and rewrite the white book, et cetera, et cetera, is uh, uh, work in the steps, a program of action. I think it's the program of action. And it's not uh, my program. It's not uh, anybody else's program, whatever. There is only one program, and it's the program. And uh, we read it almost every time in our city, uh, uh, how it works. And... Uh, Gee whiz, that's a clever name for a chapter. How it works. <laughs> you know, wow. It's a real difficult program for complicated people. Very simple program for simple-ass people. And uh, one, two, and three are inactive to some extent. In our program, one... We do we do some step four in our step one in this program, and uh, two and three. So how how do I know that I'm through with three? The uh, inactive, the non-action, perhaps the thinking part, a little bit of the program, decision making. It was said about the uh, the the birds on the limb, etc. You're sitting in my seat back there, by the way. Oh. Just walked in from San Antonio also. So, uh, but, uh, how do you know you're, you're through with step three? You have your pencil in your hand and you have a piece of paper in front of you and you're doing something. 
doing is a similar word, for instance, to uh, action. Those are those are not big words, and I deal in small words, so it's uh, it, it's it's small words. The program is so simple, it's unbelievable that uh, somebody said, I think again, it might have been Steve, clear-cut, specific directions on how to do the program. You know how simple this thing is? That to do the action part of the program, four through nine, is 31 pages, written at an eighth or ninth grade level, which even I can perceive much of it, but I think it is handy to have a Webster's Dictionary right close to you on the words that I think that I know what they mean and I don't know what they mean. So uh, 31 pages, 31 pages from page 52 to 83 will take you through 4 through 9. God, even I can do that. Even I can do that. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, okay, thank you. We've got... So. Hi, my name is Aaron. I'm a sexaholic. I appreciate very much this meeting. Uh, my sponsor gave me the step into action when I joined program. It was the old one, the three books. And I, I give it to my sponsees. I don't give it to them. I suggest them to buy it. And it's a very clear-cut instructions. It's very simple. But what I found in a program of action, the two steps that were the biggest actions for me. First is step one. I gave away my step one two months after I joined program. And I was, uh, maybe I'm still, I was a respected man in the community. And I have to give away very shameful stuff. And uh, it was a very big burden off my chest once I did it. That was a very big action for the program. And then step six being entirely ready to have God remove my character defects was a very big action for me. Because for me, my character defects of fear, procrastination, being selfish, not being honest, that was my coping mechanism. It was like my lust. So giving up my lust and giving up my character defects was the actions that I took. The actually giving up was when I did amends. I, made, I did a step nine. Or I, I, I'm doing a step 12, I help others, I do a selfless act. But these are the two steps that helped me grow in recovery to get out from my addiction and stay sober. Thank you. We 
My name is Alan Kay. I am a sexaholic. Hi, Alan. Thank you, everyone, for your shares. Um, I joined the program about two and a half years ago, and I still consider myself very new. Um, I made progress. It took a long time, and it started out very slow. Um, but it's progress, not perfection. Um, I, a couple months ago, I had, uh, an epiphany. My sponsor and I were talking on the phone after a rough moment that I had. Um, and we came up with the formula. I, um, it's not an acronym, but it's T. G-P-A-V, and uh, that stands for text someone in the program what's on my mind and ask them if they can talk. G stands for God. Um, what does God want me to do? And I know that God doesn't want me to act out, so I think about that. Then P stands for pray. I say a prayer that has to do with what I'm going through at the moment, I ask God to help me get through the moment. After I pray, I take an action, do something productive, like using one of the tools, like going to a meeting or um, calling or uh, any of the tools. But it's more than just the tools, this A action step. It's also doing something productive in your everyday life. So when I'm at work and I have thoughts to go act out, I take an action in my job and that helps me take my mind off what I'm going through. And usually by that time, um, I have the V, which is the victory. Um, and even if nobody called me, the people that I texted by that point, I succeeded at what I was trying to accomplish um, but I, I, it helps to know that there's always people there for me. Um, when I first walked into a room of a meeting, I had, um, difficulty sharing. When I start, shared my step one, I, it, um, helped me get more comfortable. And I started realizing that I'm not very different from everyone else. And, um, that the fellowship, has taken me to new levels in my life and I'm really excited about it and I'm happy that there's a program like this. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Thomas. I think we probably have time for one more share. Hi, I'm, I'm Jed. I'm a hopeless sexaholic, sexaholic miraculously sober. Uh, just, uh, I, I missed, unfortunately, I missed all the shares before me. I just got in. Uh, but on the topic, I, I, something that's been really kind of in the forefront for my experience in the last year is that uh, I've come to believe that, uh, you know, the actions are extremely important. But just as a reminder to myself, uh, it's important for you to remember that the, the if I focus on the actions as a method to 
to wrest satisfaction and recovery out of this program, if I use my actions to try to squeeze and, and, you know, guarantee that something's going to happen, then I'm really relying on a human power. And that for me, it's, it's more important than the actions is the attitude with which I take them. And so it's really important for me to keep that in mind when I'm focused on the actions. At the same time, I, you know, just sitting around and, and, uh, pretending like I've, you know, uh, I'm waiting for something out of the sky to fall is not, uh, it's not me taking a program of action. Uh, I heard something from an old timer, an essay, one, uh, in this last year that really, really hit me. He said that, uh, in his, his experience, the actions that we take are demonstrations of our willingness to our higher power. And, uh, that, you know, that every action that I take is me demonstrating to my higher power that I'm here, that I am willing to let him run my life and I'm, and I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting the miracle in that spiritual experience. So thanks for letting me share. Anything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. Let's all stand and I guess we'll say the third step prayer. It's printed on the back of your schedules. God. God. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.